The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of the disciples of Jesus were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astonished us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the woman had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on further. But they urged him, stay with us. For it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A couple of years ago, around this time, Father gave me a call and said, the stripers are in the canal. We ought to go fishing. Now, to appreciate what my father said about stripers, let's talk a little bit about stripers. 
Stripers are like birds, they migrate. In the springtime from the Carolinas all the way up to Nova Scotia, it's a long trip. On the way, they stop in to the Cape Call Canal to get a little bite to eat, you know, a quick burger. They're not there long, they just stay just to get something to eat, and then they move on. So how do fishermen know exactly when the stripers come into the canal? Well, I'll tell you how. They tell their wives, they says, look, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. And then they go up and down the canal and uh, with, a, with a fishing pole in one hand and a dog leash in the other. You can actually see the dog shaking their head in disbelief at how many times they have to walk back and forth to the canal until finally the fish arrive. And then they go fishing. But here's the question. How does my father know that the stripers have arrived in the canal. He's 60 miles away. He doesn't even have a dog. And the way he finds out is when the lilacs bloom in his backyard. The minute the lilacs bloom that day, he knows that the stripers are in the canal. It's that way every year. It's a guarantee. Now, how do the lilacs know that the stripers are in the canal? What, do they text each other? No, because nature is connected. They have this connection. A guy wrote a book on hatches, Stonefly hatches, caddy hatches, mayfly hatches. I'm sure you read the book. Well, anyway, in the, in the book, what he says is that nature's connected. You can tell when the bugs come off the water and what kind of bug is going to come off the water just by reading the flowers. Because nature is just very connected. Look at the tsunamis, tidal waves. Animals do not die, they do not get hurt in tidal waves because they know they're connected. We're the ones, we human beings are not connected with the rest of nature. Now the point I'm trying to make is that this is the same thing that happens with us and God. We're just not connected with God. We're just not. Let me, let me show you why. So Jesus turns to the disciples and tells them three times, and three separate occasions, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. When I go there, I am going to be arrested. I am going to be crucified. I'm going to die buried, but on the third day, I'm going to rise from the dead. That's pretty clear, right? So what happens? He goes to Jerusalem. He's condemned. He dies. Three days later, there's now an empty tomb, and now there are angels inside of the tomb telling that the Lord has risen. Wouldn't you think that the two disciples going to Emmaus, before they throw in the towel, before they give it up, before they lose all hope, before they abandon the Lord in that way and go start a new life, you would think maybe that they would want to check it out? I mean, they're already in Jerusalem. The, 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 the empty tomb is on the way. Just stop by and see it themselves. Perhaps maybe there's a couple of angels still in there and they'll describe it to them. There's so many things happening on the third day. Maybe they'd want to just hang out just a little longer to see what's going on. No! They take off, they're discouraged, they're downhearted, and they gave up. Why? The reason why is because they're disconnected with God. They have no connection with God at all. They have no connection with his plan. They have no connection with what his will is. Nothing. Completely disconnected. You ever sometimes feel that in life? You just want to throw in the towel. You just want to give up. You're just afraid of everything. You know why that happens? Because we're disconnected with God. Look what happens now when the two disciples are reconnected with God. Take a look what happens. 
they have a little bit of a mood swing, don't they? Everything is now changed. They're all full of hope. They have joy. They have no more despair. There's no more fear in their life. And they turn around and go back. Wouldn't you like to have a little of that? Wouldn't you like to have those kind of things? When we have joy all the time, when we have hope all the time, that means we are actually connected with God. So here's the question. How do we stay connected with God? Well, good news. <laughs> the scriptures tell us this morning exactly how to do that. How did they get their mood swing? Scriptures put on our hearts on fire. And the breaking of the bread. Scriptures Breaking of the bread, does that sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's our mass. This is what we do. This is why we come here. To hear the scriptures and then the breaking of the bread. This is how you and I get connected with God. You know, in the ancient world, if you bumped into somebody, somebody might say to you, all right, that my God is, can blow up mountains because my God's the, the volcano God. Then somebody else in the ancient world would say, well, well my, my God burns up everything. Because my God is the lightning bolt God. And then somebody else would come along and say, well, my God is the God that, the t- that takes down all the trees in the forest because he's the hurricane God. And if you ask Christians, and Christians would say, you know what, what kind of God do you have? And they says, we have the God that breaks bread with us. Now, to an ancient mind, hearing those words, it must have been surprising Because what it means when you break bread is that you're part of the family. You are inside God, with God. You're his family. And you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to be discouraged about when you're part of the family. So here's the faith lesson. We get down and out and discouraged because we are disconnected with God. And that means we need to be reconnected. The way to do that is, the Lord tells us today, is in the scriptures and in the breaking of the bread. And when we are reconnected with God, there is no more fear. There is is no more throwing in the towel. There is no more discouragement and darkness. It's full of light and peace and joy and happiness because we are connected with God and with his plan.